Greetings. Welcome to Sippin' Tea with D. This is your host, Deirdre Simmons. Thank you for joining us this evening. Providing opportunities that lead our children to success is the goal of every parent. However, oftentimes in underserved communities, these opportunities can be few and far between. In many communities, sports have always provided an outlet for children to develop and showcase their skills and talents. Looking at the history of sports in many of our communities, children were limited to either basketball, football, and in some instances, soccer. However, our guest this evening had other plans. As a fellow athlete herself, she decided to create a program and share her passion, skill, and knowledge of an untraditional sport in the form of lacrosse. As a result, she's created opportunities for self-growth, self-awareness, development, and community involvement through her organization, Icon Sports. She used the game to not only build great players, but as a tool to teach life lessons. Let's move in close grab our tea, and take a listen to Jasmine Smith. The following recording may experience some technical difficulties. Thank you. So sitting here with me this evening, I have the honor as well as the pleasure of talking with Miss Jasmine Smith, the founder and CEO of Icon Sports. Uh, she services both boys and girls of the greater Philadelphia area. I'd like to welcome to Sippin' Tea with D, Jasmine Smith. How are you, Jasmine? I'm doing well, Deidre. Thank you for having me. Uh, Jasmine, it has been quite a long time. Um, I've been trying to uh, get you here to sip some tea with me. Uh, You've been very, very busy. uh, And I'm just happy to be able to share with my listeners all the great things that you're doing uh, for you know, uh, black and brown children uh, in the greater Philadelphia area. Uh, it's certainly an honor to have you here. Thank you. It's an honor to to, to be here, and congratulations thank you. Thank on your you platform. So much. Uh, the the wonderful thing about having this platform is that uh, knowing great women like you, I'm able to uh, you know present opportunities where we can share and uh, just celebrate all that you're doing with those in the community. So this is an honor for me. But before we get started, I want to ask you, like I do all of my guests, uh, what tea are you sipping on this evening? I'm sipping on uh, green um, green tea, basic okay, green tea for Trader Joe's. And I'm sipping on my favorite uh, ginger, a little ginger tea here. It's starting to get warm, so I like that little zingy feeling it gives. <laughs> <laughs> but uh, <laughs> but I definitely, right. as I said, I'm glad to have you. So, 
Icon Sports. Um, not only am I interested in knowing how you came up with the name, but I also uh, am interested in um, your uh, the symbolism of what it all means. So if you would just tell our, our listeners, what exactly is uh, Icon Sports? So Icon Sports is a field hockey and lacrosse league um, that is geared towards growing both games for African-American, Latino, and inner city children of the greater Philadelphia now, area. Let me just ask you, uh, why did you feel uh, the need to, uh, you know, expose black and brown children to this particular uh, area of sports? Uh, my, myself, I grew up playing field hockey and lacrosse alongside with basketball. I'm six one, so basketball was always in my, mm-hmm. you know, in my journey. Uh, but for field hockey and lacrosse, when I was growing up in the '80s and the '90s, unfortunately, I was the the only one. Or, you know, depending upon if I went to a camp, I would see another. But it would so never when be you more say than the two. only one. Um, clarify exactly what you mean. The only African American mm-hmm. um, player on the field, and so I I wanted to really change that that narrative um, for our children in our communities, and also give them access um, to those sports uh, with regards now, to playing. Now, why do you uh, think that, or what do you think uh, appealed to you about field hockey and lacrosse so much that you actually wanted to share it with others? I would probably have to say um, I, the sport mm-hmm. itself is amazing to play, um, both of them. Um, but I really believe the the friendships and the access and the networking were something that I saw that was completely different and than what do playing you mean basketball. By that in terms of the networking, um, it it lacrosse and field hockey's network expounds beyond just the scope of 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 uh, the communal mm-hmm. of basketball. And so, you know, like, it, you know, from the infrastructure of, of jobs, the infrastructure of entrepreneurship, the infrastructure of, you know, um, just whatever it is that you want to do, that community really gets behind you um, once they believe in what you're doing. And I wanted the girls to to really have a have an opportunity and a hand in okay. that capacity. Now, um, is there a, a certain criteria that a person uh, must meet in order to play uh, field hockey or lacrosse? Um, I would say no. Um, I think your athletic ability um, or wanting to learn how to play a, a non-traditional sport gives you um, a different lens in terms of, you know, the opportunity is supported. Now, for those who don't actually know, like, you know, we've heard of field hockey, we've heard of lacrosse, but for those who don't actually know what the sport involves, kind of explain, like, give us a visual, visualize, you know, what it, what it would look like if they were actually to play. So, field hockey um, is a long stick, very, very um, reminiscent okay. to ice hockey, where ice mm-hmm. hockey is played on the ice. And the stick is a little bit longer. Field hockey is played on the grass or turf fields. Um, and the stick is like a curve. So if you can imagine like cuffing your 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 hand um, mm-hmm. into a C, 
the letter C, that's what the curve of the stick looks okay. like. And would, I mean, is it limited to just uh, males or females or? Yeah, so, you know, uh, ironically, uh, field hockey is very big okay. internationally for males. Um, India, the same way that football is huge in our community, um, in our country, um, and soccer is big over in England, um, field hockey is really big in India. That's their that's their football oh, quote wow. unquote sport. Okay. okay. Yeah. And from just from you playing growing up, um, what made you like what in terms of the opportunities did it provide for you as an individual? Um, I started traveling when I was in fourth grade um, internationally um, to. Italy and Denmark and various other locations like that um, with regards to playing field hockey and field hockey tournaments. Um, also regionally, nationally. Um, and that way I was able to, I was introduced mm-hmm. to different lifestyles, different cultures um, and different experiences that uh, that I was not privy to by playing basketball. Okay, so basketball is like more, you know, locally, um, not necessarily traveling abroad, so to speak, but you're saying that that by playing uh, lacrosse that you were just able to go to different countries. How did you feel, uh, you know, in the midst of all of that? Um, well, I, thankfully, I came up in, in, in a household where, you know, my grandparents really enriched a level of um, mm-hmm. self-development. Uh, they didn't rely on our schools nor you know our teams and coaches for that. So I I was equipped with understanding that like there was opportunities that were afforded in front of me, and to take advantage of them in every capacity. You know, going now forward. did you uh, win any championships or uh, participate in any uh, you know large um, you know type of, of arena activities as regards to lacrosse? I did, I did, I did. Um, there were there were a lot, um, and especially from the the mm-hmm. teams that I played on, um, and so you know that that's that was from second grade of 85, 1985, all the way until I graduated oh, in ninety five. Wow. wow. Okay. So you yeah. really you really had a love and a passion for the sport. I do. And ironically, I went to college for basketball <laughs> because basketball is really my heart string, <laughs> you know. Um, but again, lacrosse and field hockey, they just lend a different experience. You know, basketball and football and, and track and field and um, cheerleading are really saturated in our communities. And so unfortunately, there becomes a gap of kids that do not know that they're athletically inclined, nor the opportunities that extend to them. Um, because nowadays, in order for you to even be seen, you have to play like on five AAU club teams. And, you know, I think a lot of that is mundane um, and ridiculous, and that's a whole nother conversation. But I think, you know, like if we're really talking about strategic um, infrastructure for our children to succeed, um, and especially if they can get a free education, not only uh, collegially, but also, you know, through middle school and high school, 
um, through a lot of our pipeline uh, private schools, then, you know, if your child can play these sports, the opportunities right, amongst because you. because by, you know, attending uh, and, and being able to travel and having games and interactions with those from different, uh, from a different background, from different, even economical uh, backgrounds um, brings about opportunities. Yeah, exactly. Now, you know, right now in the climate of our country, there's so much going on in terms of um, our understanding of, uh, you know, racism and, you know, acceptance. How were you, you know, you were talking, you're saying that you, you, you were playing during the 80s. How were you received uh, and by these, you know, other cultures or, or members of other teams? Well, gratefully, I came from, um, I grew up in Radnor mm-hmm. Township. So, you know, thankfully, I did not experience um, the level of racism that, you know, currently we see on an everyday basis. It's not to say that there were, it was not there, but I did not experience that from my teammates. Um, when I did go out to play against other teams is when I, I, I then had an understanding of what racism okay. was. And how were you protected? Um, I was protected by my family. I don't think that I was protected so much by my my teammates and my coaches because again, this was the the mid eighties going into nineties, and I think there was a narrative that had always, you know, that has been continuous uh, for Black women mm-hmm. and that we're strong, and no matter what is said or being done, we're resilient. And so I think that was heavily relied mm-hmm. upon in very indirect ways. So um, it wasn't the fact that, you know, they allowed anyone to say anything, but they weren't versed. Uh, and I was very outspoken. Okay. <laughs> Let me just say that. So the first time I got called the N-word was um, at Ridley, um, at a Ridley game, um, Ridley School District game. And I remember my teammates being very concerned, but not knowing what to do. Um and I had to take matters into my own hands and address it to the mm-hmm. the referees. My coaches dealt with it in the best way okay. that they knew how during that time. But again, it was a learning curve for them. Um, but it was also, you know, a, a huge experience for me. Right. Now, do you think having had those experiences, both positive and uh, some negative, do you think that that coupled with your upbringing help to shape your perception and how you um, how you've approached your uh, development with icon sports yeah I think yeah I mean I, I definitely have a lens we had a situation um, last spring where our players were playing a lacrosse game and um, it, we had a, I think we had four mm-hmm. games that day and so um, it was a team that I will go unmentionable um, and their fathers um, were irate um, because our seventh, eighth grade team was winning. And they were cursing at the referees. They were yelling at our players. Um, and then before the halftime, they rushed oh, the wow. field. Um, char- yeah, charging after our players um, and our and the referees, who happened to be white women. <laughs> so go figure, wow. right? And because of what we had talked the girls, they... They kneeled on one knee with their sticks in their right hand and they just they just all kind of grouped mm-hmm. up together 
um, until we isolated, you know, um, the situation. Um, because at that point I had ran on the field myself, you know, um, to, to not only protect my girls, but to also make sure that the referees were okay. Um, because these were big, hefty Caucasian right. males. Um, you know, so in that moment, the girls were able to then, um, you know, participate in the capacity where, you know, all the things that we had enriched them, prepared them for, they actually were able to demonstrate and apply. Wow. Unbelievable. Unbelievable. Do you think that uh, having had that experience, uh, did it strengthen the young ladies, um, not just as a team, but as individuals? It did. It did. Because, you know, for so long, you know, I would talk about my experiences. And unfortunately, Generation Y is mm-hmm. a little different than our generation. Um, they're very, very used to getting everything that they want at a drop exactly. of a dime. They're, they're very used to being entitled, even if they come from the lower economic mm-hmm. status. Um, you know, like it's just a very it's a very interesting <laughs> group of kids. And so as many times that me and the rest of my coaches would tell stories of racism or injustices, they would look at us with five eyes like, okay, you sound like you're Martin Luther King. And that's really what they attributed us to, um, even though we're nowhere close <laughs> exactly. to that generation. <laughs> you know, we've been looking at them like, I ain't that old, you know. Um, but in, in, in hindsight, what happened was they got their first awakening right. of America. Right. You know. Um, and so it, they, they've never been the same since, because if you talk about, have you ever dealt with racism before? That is the first issue that always comes to all their minds, you know, because they were unaware in that moment that their, the game that they play had changed. Right. You know, like, yeah. Now it's so interesting because, um, you know, just talking about this experience and then how it relates to uh, the climate of today. Uh, do you think that, because I know that although the, although you focus on, you know, developing your girls and, and the boys as well for, uh, to play these sports, you also focus on developing them in other ways. Um, could you kind of talk a little bit about some of the other, uh, you know, resources that you provide your players, not just in terms of discipline, but just developing them overall? Yeah. So some of the things that we do is basically based upon how Mm -hmm. I was raised, um, by my grandparents who were, um, both from, uh, my grandmother on my mother's side was from, uh, North Carolina and her father, my grandfather was from South Carolina. So the very disciplines of the Geechee Gullah community. Oh yeah, we have some um, South Carolina listeners. Yes. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> the Geechee Gullah community in the South, I mean, in North Carolina um, community really um, engaged um, along with, you know, the the church dynamics because I was born and raised okay. a Baptist. Um, and so, you know, uh, there are a lot of things that we that are instrumental in the in the curriculum that we make sure that is, you know, mandated. So we do a, a exercise that is called the I am affirmation. Um, it's called I am maritime, and so the girls have to stand up, stand in a single file line, and they have to walk up to the mirror and they have to do the I am affirmation. And they and we do that because um, 
in order for me or any of my coaches, we have to know um, if they know who they are. You know, self-esteem is very huge um, participating in okay. any sport. And unfortunately, a lot of people think if you're just good, then that you're just good. But you you have to have a sense of self. And so that comes from my grandfather who had the same mirror by the front mm-hmm. door um, where we lived. And before you walked out, he would always say, I am. And he did that because his whole his whole profoundness was if you don't like who you look in the mirror, when you get out into the world, he said, someone's going to tell you who you are because you don't have an idea who, who you are. He's like, and who you be. He's like, you'll believe. Wow. And then he would stand. Wow. And so it was all those things that like that I was raised upon that I wanted to give back to these girls because there was no way that they were going to be able to be successful in playing these sports um, without the disciplines that were given to me. Because that's the only reason why I was able to make it. And just think just the power of him saying, you know, as you were speaking, I was just visualizing, you know, passing that mirror every day and just simply saying, I am, because you just don't know what you're going to get when you hit the door. And I guess that same, you know, as you explained, could be applied to, uh, you know, to the players that as long as they have uh, assurance about who they are and confidence in who they are, that no matter what situation they meet, what challenges they meet, even playing the game or, uh, you know, those in which they meet that are not like them, as long as they have a sense of themselves, uh, it'll help to strengthen and their belief in what they can do. Exactly. Yeah, that's, I think that's awesome. I really do. And I also think it's something that, um, you know, even once, you know, if they don't play any longer, there's still something that they can take away for their self-development. Mm-hmm. I mean, and that's the thing, you know, like, I think a lot of times we, we far, we have, we have driven far away from the communal aspect of our community and our Mm -hmm. culture. And so, you know, icons is reinforcing those various disciplines that were able to carry, you know, not only myself and my family, but for those that had their own, you know, storylines um, with regards to what carried them into the next phase of their journey and made them successful. Awesome. Awesome. And then do you get a lot of support from, uh, you know, in terms of parents? I have an amazing group of parents. I would have to actually say, like, they just surprised me on Sunday um, with a plaque. Really? Um, and acknowledging me. Yeah, it was, girl. I was in, I was in tears. Oh, wow. Congratulations. Um, That's wonderful. Thank, thank you. Thank you. Um, and so it was, it was heartwhelming, you know, heartfelt. And, you know, I could feel the love with regards to, you know, them appreciating all the things that Icon provides for each of, each of the daughters. So, yeah. I mean, and that's one of the things that I really... Aside from the players and, you know, the games and, and the curriculum, I wanted to institute a family mm-hmm. dynamic, um, you know, the communal. I mean, because back in the day, no matter where you lived, you always had an auntie or someone that is that had a block party. Yeah. And, you know, everybody knew everybody that was on the block. And so, unfortunately, we've been so dispersed um, because of society's norms um, or their lack of. And so I wanted to bring that back. Um, with accountability, because it's the, he, these children are not going to be successful exactly. on their own. It takes a, lo- a level of dedication to be able to play these non-traditional sports. Because no matter how good your your daughter, your son is, you're going to run up against some mm-hmm. walls. <laughs> and unfortunately, there are some 
coaches that do not look like us who are our alliances, but they they cannot speak with regards to what you're going through. And, you know, um, when you have that community um, as, as a unit, you're able to move a little bit differently. And do you think that, uh, well, clearly, I mean, you think that that's important because I, I hear you talk a lot about family and how your family uh, impacted you so much so that you've incorporated those principles uh, and, and pass them along to your players because it definitely truly takes a village. But just in terms of, of coaches, um, what do you think, is different about the way in which you approach your players as if they would be on uh, another team uh, with another coach. Well, ironically, I had a conversation with a couple of my players about this most recently. And I said, you know, um, I'm here to get you to be Mm -hmm. your best for the next. Now, whether that's for you to be at another program or to play in college or next, like my job is to make sure that you are at your best because unfortunately, again, you have, um, you have coaches that, you know, um, that will just allow our girls to be average. Mm. And so I always say that I'm not everybody's coach because you're not going to like the way that I coach. Cause I'm old mm-hmm. school. I'm, I'm not going to apologize for that. Um, because in the sports that we play, you have to be intentional and you have to be understanding that this game has not grown. Um, even with the small numbers of growth, it's still not at the capacity where it should be. And so that's where we, you know, for me, I, I push the envelope. I make girls uncomfortable. And, you know, I, I and once they get uncomfortable, that's when I break them to them build them okay. back up. So when you say that it hasn't grown to the level that it should have, do you mean just in terms of inclusion? Yeah, inclusion. Mm-hmm. I mean, you know, for there should never be at this in 2020 a girl that's basically, you know, um, I'm the only black girl on the right. team. Right. Right. Yeah. Well, I'm a child of the 80s and, uh, you know, uh, I grew up in the Philadelphia area and I've experienced the, the same thing. And, you know, this the, in terms of the world, it's a huge contrast from 1982 to 2020. So I could certainly understand what you're saying. I mean, at this juncture, we should be able, wherever we go, to see more diversity. You know, yeah. you know why do you think that, uh, you know, these kinds of sports are not prominent in our communities? They're the last ones that really have not... <laughs> They're the last ones. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, it, in all transparency, mm-hmm. that have not been, um, you know, diversified. Okay. So it has nothing and to think- do with, I'm sorry, it has nothing to do with um, in terms of, uh, you know, the way, because stereotypically, you know, we've heard things before about, you know, our, our, our build is uh, acceptable for certain types of activities and sports, you know? So, I mean, is that something that has been thrown out there in terms of lacrosse? Um, I think there's a fear of if we, if as a, as a, as a, as a community and culture, if we really, I mean, historically, the the NBA and the NFL were completely, um, you know, it was a, it was a white sport. Mm-hmm. It was Caucasian, mm-hmm. and it wasn't until certain players came into the league 
and then put their spin on, you know, whether football or basketball. Right. And that's when the game changed. And I think, you know, that goes for the same thing for tennis. Tennis was a very saturated, um, Caucasian-dominated mm-hmm. sport. It, you know, even though you had um, Arthur Ashe and Wilma and everyone else, it wasn't until Serena came into the context and her sister Venus that tennis became this urban popular sport. Right, exactly. And then it became that a Black woman could wear, do whatever she wanted to, could play however. She didn't have to play the polite way to dominate the game. She came out in all of her greatness and and was still, even though she was, you know, not praised, but she was accepted and respected because her game was on top. And I think, you know, even from gymnastics, you know, like Dominique Dawes and Gabby and all those girls, like they changed the complex in the the view of sports because they sprinkled their culture on it. So... So it, it, and that's what I tell my girls. Yeah. No, go ahead, please. I said, and that's what I tell my girls all the time. Like, you have to sprinkle your culture. That's the only way that it's going to change. And it's so interesting because I think that the fear or the the lack of knowledge, I don't want to say fear, but the lack of knowledge about who we are uh, sometimes as a people can be uh, you know for other people may sometimes be challenging uh, in terms of their perceptions so well it is it is mm-hmm. I mean I mean and going back to the mirror I mean these young ladies they know every they know Megan Cardi you know uh, everybody right, you know right. and they can recite all the words they could do every TikTok dance and it, and I find it interesting that for the ones that you know who have been with me they 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 get it. They they're in the I am, but it took them a while to even get there. But for the newbies, no one's ever asked them or any of my players in the beginning who they are and do you like yourself? And most of them cannot look in the mirror because the mirror has synthetically been required for vanity. Mm. Right? So you, the mirror is there for you to comb your hair, to fix your clothes, the mirror is not there to ask you who you are. And so I always tell my girls in every, I said, the mirror is not going to lie to you. If you can't look at her, that's your best friend. Exactly. Like, like, and if you can't look at her, when you, the, what do you think the world's going to look at? Whatever you see, the world's going to see. And, you know, their eyes roll down because no one said, look at, I mean, it's a mirror. For me, I'm like, you know, because I was raised up on it. I can look at myself and I can atone myself and I can, you do do the various things, but for the others, it takes a while, mm-hmm. um, you know, for them to really grasp that they're looking at themselves. And a lot of times they don't like what they're looking at. Wow. So you're really teaching a lot of life lessons there. It's, it's not just about the sport. Yeah. I mean, the sport is the basis, is the foundation. I want them to dominate that game like nobody's business. I'm tired of <laughs> going on the field and, and not seeing us represented in the capacity where we should. Mm-hmm. Um, but again, I'm tired of seeing black young women not seeing the value of who they are, right, you know? Right. Um, and so they're not going to get it from education, um, you know, because education, uh, is fundamentally, uh, has not supported African-Americans across the board in, in terms of our own history. Right. Don't get me wrong. Mm-hmm. Education is, is highly, um, important, but 
in terms of knowing who you be, mm-hmm. schools are not going to teach the African-American history um, that, that is needed. Like Harriet and Martin, thank you. But like we need to go into some of the ugly spaces yes. so that they realize that someone died for you, you know, um, and that you don't get a right to play average. And we're, so, we're such a, a vast, like, in terms of our skills and our knowledge, we're such a vast people. And as important as Harriet and Martin are, uh, it does not truly represent the gamut of who we are. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I mean, because we're, we're large. Yeah. And, you know, again, it's all those tools of them. I mean, during the beginning of our practices, um, the girls have to run a mile. And they have to get in a single file line and they have to sing, lift every voice and sing. Mm-hmm. And, you know, parents are very confused about that because they're like, well, what and I'm like, to do with <laughs> what does this have to do with this? And I'm like, there's always a method to the madness. Right? right. And I said, not only are they learning how to breathe while running, because lacrosse is a fast, it's a fast game sport. Mm-hmm. Field hockey is too. Um, but it's giving them a sense of honor, you know, um, because most black people don't know lift every voice and no they don't no they They don't don't know the word Mm -hmm. and so here it is you know like we can't just not bend the knee for the american you know united states nest you know but we we need to know our own right you know um so there's a level of pride so that when we do sing it you ain't just you're not just humming it (laughs) no what you know and as an ed as an educator uh i'm actually very pleased to hear that, that you're teaching that because I've uh, prepared graduation ceremonies in which I literally had to spend an entire year teaching that to our children because not only had they never heard of the song, but they didn't even know that, I mean, they, they just didn't know it existed. They never, they didn't know the words. They had never heard of it before. Um, and it's just interesting that, you know, that that's the song that you chose, um, for, for your team. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, cause it's important, mm-hmm. you know, like, and especially in these yet to be United States, as I always say, yeah. you know, um, you, you better know who you are, you know, like every other, the, whether it's the Asian community, um, whether it's the Italian community, the Irish community, um, you know, the Jewish community, everybody knows who they are. Mm-hmm. Um, unfortunately, there are a handful of us that do, um, but we got to make sure that everybody does. Now, what would you say to someone who uh, says, well, you know, you don't need all of that to to build up a player uh, to play this sport. Like, all of that's not necessary. I've had, you know, players that you know, have been successful in this sport and have gone on to gain scholarships and do other things. And we didn't have to do all those things. What do you say to those persons or that person that may say something like that? This is not your program. Like, mm. you know, like this is not your, your journey. And this is not something that you have to sign on to. Mm-hmm. And, you know, like you have to be truthful because at the end of the day, this is not, a jasmine thing this is a god thing you know um this is god led and i can't apologize for the way in which the journey has created allowed me to be here to then position myself for these girls to then use this as a platform and catalyst i mean you know we have partnerships that extend um across the board we're partners with university of pennsylvania okay so we not only program 
outside of, you know, University of Pennsylvania, but we're able to then go into all the schools that University of Pennsylvania, um, you know, in their district and facilitate lacrosse and field hockey um, with the assistance of graduate students and students and utilizing facilities. And then in the summer, our our um, our high school players have the opportunity to work for University of Penn um, and, and be paid for the summer. Um, mm, so nice. Yeah, so it's, you know, it's those type of partnerships. I mean, we're partnering with um, Einstein Hospital, um, where our girls who want to go into the medical field will be able to do a shadow program for six to eight weeks. Okay. Um, you know, uh, so that gives them another scope. Um, we're partners with a, a company called Sun50, which is a sun apparel. Um, basically, it protects you from the the UVA rays. Um, really, really nice items. You would love it, D. I'll send you the link. Okay, thank um, you. And so we have junior designers from our program. Um, alongside that, we I can't say the one the one big partnership that we have that's coming up. But when we acknowledge it, I will make sure I tag you on it. Please, <laughs> please, please. This is wonderful. Um, that was actually one of my questions, um, and it's great to hear that you're working with so many different people. Yeah, yeah. Dick Sporting Goods is one of our um, our partners. Where our yes, to, to work um, with them as interns. So again, it it goes. I, I'm never going to use the name of icons um, and unless you, you come through me and you're vetted mm-hmm. um, for preparation because you're not only representing yourself, you're representing your parents, your community, and uh, alongside with icons. And you're paving the way for the girls that are younger than you. So you, you have to be, you know, um, you have to be, in, you know, trained up in the way that you shall, shall go, basically. Exactly. Now, how long uh, has Icons been in existence? Well, we've been we started back in 2004, mm-hmm. um, and I stopped, um, and then I revamped the program in 2013. So okay, why did you stop in 2004? Um, life. Um, my okay. mother has multiple sclerosis, and my grandmother was her caregiver. So, just really kind of like helping engage that process. And it was difficult. I was younger um, Mm -hmm. and, you know, the patient's value of trying to really educate because it's not only about getting the kids invested. You you really have to get the community invested. And that's a level of sacrifice, commitment, dedication and patience um, because, you know, you're educating um, them in an environment which is not, you know, which is not their norm. It's interesting because you said 2004 and then you started up again in 2013, correct? Yes, correct. Uh, what do you think? I'm, I'm thinking about a couple of things, but I want to hear your opinion. What do you think may have changed the landscape in terms of acceptance? For, for, to play? For, for not just to play, but just in terms of people being receptive to what you were saying about your vision and what you wanted to do. Because between 2004 in 2013, I think about the state of our country, um, you know, the election of our first African-American president. Um, you know, I think that kind of changed the landscape in the, you know, in terms of what people saw as opportunity and hope. Do you think that may have affected some of the things? Oh, most definitely. I think uh, President Obama, especially Mrs. Obama, you know, because she was the spearhead about, you know, getting kids active. And one of the things that we we found that for, you know, during our, our metrics and our um, research is that 
African-American parents will get their sons involved in every sport, right? Mm-hmm. But the the girls, they'll put right in dance. That's first off bat, you know, get her in dance class, get her in dance class. They do, they do not even um, look at sports until, you know, possibly like by second, third grade. Um, and by then they've missed the march, <laughs> you know? So um, I just think that, you know, with the pulse of, you know, that you mentioned is true. Um, and I think, you know, having a Serena Williams and then the WNBA um, making it acceptable that girls mm-hmm. can actually play on that level. Yeah. So, it, you know, because, you know, now people just, you know, you know, we're such visual people. So now we're seeing more women playing, you know, we're seeing women actually being successful uh, as sports and in, in a sense dominating uh, the sports that they've chosen to play. Yes, correct. Yeah. Yeah. You know, that it really has, it's really is impactful and it, it shows not just um, a level of discipline, but it also shows you can literally have a career in these areas. Um, you know, it's just not a hobby. Uh, so I think that's really important, uh, especially for young, excuse me, for young ladies to see just in terms of, you know, uh, it gives them another, I guess gives them another uh, perspective on um, what, you know, the possibilities of what they can do. Correct. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. You talked earlier about, um, you mentioned your coaches. Uh, tell me a little bit about your staff. How large is your staff? Um, I have uh, 16 coaches. Okay. Um, and so I have 14 that are in my schools and the the rest, um, they, they play, uh, they coach in my club program. Um, some go back and forth between club and school programs, but, um, I have a wonderful group of, uh, of women, uh, that are very, very supportive of what we've been able to achieve. And, you know, it's, it's, it's warm to see, especially women of color coming together for one goal. And are these women, are they former players of the sport? Some of them, or? Some of them are um, former players. Um, I have uh, a few that are former basketball players. All of our coaches are certified through our governing bodies. Um, okay. USA Field Hockey and US Lacrosse, which is under the Olympic umbrella. Um, nice. Yeah, in order to then coach for us. Now, you talk about school programs. Currently, uh how many schools uh, have partnerships with Icons? We are in 14 schools. And these are all in the Philadelphia area? Um, some of them are in the suburbs, but yes. Yep. Okay. So Title I uh, schools. Yeah. We're, we have Gerard College, Discovery mm-hmm. Charter, um, Universal. Um, don't give me a start lying with some of the others uh, off the top mm-hmm. of my so head. some so some public and some charter schools in 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 the area now what i'd like to know is how did you convince these young ladies that this would be a great idea <laughs> for them to play lacrosse well i think you know for school programs is a little bit more different you know okay complexity is you know, depending upon the demographic of school. So one of our schools is Sarah High School. And so Sarah is very similar to Lean On Me, um, you know, the movie. Um, right. And mm-hmm. these kids are afforded the bare basics. And so I go in there and I'm like, look, do you want to go to college? 
Okay. You know, and you know, some of them will say yes and some of them don't even know. And I said, look, there's an opportunity that exists for you. I said, if you just give it a try, you know, it may change the course of your life. And um, even from that Sarah population, we had three girls that had never played. And within their first year, they made nationals. Wow. Yeah. Wow. And all of this through the discipline and, um, you know, the the self-esteem programs and things that you do through icons. Correct. Wow. That is fantastic. Now, have you had um, students that have gone on to obtain uh, scholarships for college? Yeah, we have um, over 26 girls in our program that have gone off to college to, to play lacrosse and field hockey, some on full and some on partial scholarships. Woo, that is so wonderful. I wish you could see my celebratory uh, <laughs> leap here. <laughs> ah. Yes, a celebratory leap. That is absolutely wonderful. I mean, Jazz, I just think that the the fact that you were that you would bring this to these students, something they probably never heard of, never even thought of, and that you're able to get them to buy into it and then to uh, create other opportunities for them to learn and grow in so many ways. I mean, I just think it's fantastic. Thank you. I appreciate that. I really do. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, um, you know, I, I have to let everyone know that this is, you know, what you do currently is on the local level, but you've received a lot of you know, national exposure. You've been, fe- you just recently got an award from uh, Essence Magazine, correct? Uh, yes, correct. Mm-hmm. Yes, tell us about that. So, um, Essence had featured us back in 2017, um, you know, as number one, like basically, uh, you know, showcasing the program. And then um, this summer, um, I was um, nominated. Uh, as one of the game changers for essential workers. Our girls had, uh, one of the things, yeah, as you already know, I don't just have them play, but they have to be solution-based. So with everything going on with COVID, I said, look, you know, I want you guys to come up with some ideas. And so we were able to think about a concept of helping out those hospitals, nursing homes, and those that were really suffering because of the, you know, of losing jobs with um, COVID. 19. Yes. And so we paired up with a couple of other lacrosse teams in the in the area, um, in the suburbs and said, look, we want to help out these hospitals. So we created masks um, for about 10 hospitals and we did thank you gift bags for doctors and nurses, essential workers to kind of showcase, look, we know it's rough, but we just want to extend our greatest gratitude to you all. And literally it just like, it picked up wildfire. And then- Wonderful. And that's what that's uh, that's what the uh, showcase with Essence was about. Mm-hmm. And then they pivoted and they started working with Governor Ed Rendell on reforms um, due okay. to uh, uh, George Floyd, uh, Breonna Taylor, uh, and so that was for police reform. Um, and then they held a march in September um, because they were like, you know, not that many Black women and girls are mentioned when it comes to, you know. Um, the 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 rage of America, mm-hmm. and they wanted to showcase the the, the ones that have been silenced um, okay. because of their education with icons. They realized that Black women were not getting the due the proper due with being showcased just as long alongside with their brothers who had been murdered as well. So okay, 
yeah, they, they, they did all those things and that's one of the reasons why a lot of things were awarded in that time period. Well, I certainly want to congratulate you. And not only that, you are developing and helping these uh, these young women have a voice and letting them know that they have a voice and teaching them how to use it. Um, and, and that's really, really important, uh, especially not just with this generation, but in the state of uh, our country at this time. It's really important for them to be recognized and I think that's an awesome uh, thing that you're doing with that. I appreciate it. I really, you got to yeah. come out and meet them personally. I know they would love it. Yeah, I, I definitely would enjoy it myself. I, I've had, I've seen some of the videos and, you know, just the, they just seem so focused and disciplined and it, it would certainly be an honor. You, you mentioned COVID and I mean, it's, it's creating a lot of changes in terms of social distancing and the way that we do things. Uh, how has COVID impacted um, your game schedule and your training schedule? Um, initially, when COVID hit, we were doing everything virtually um, because okay. we just we had to. And then um, around July, we pivoted into um, hybrid um, because a lot of other programs were going back to playing games and practices. And we just kind of wanted to slow walk it. So we've been practicing, um, you know, with 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 requirements, um, you know, based upon our governing bodies and our and our own organization. So it's worked out well, you know, um, but the girls get a chance to, you know, get out there and see each other and all that kind of stuff. So. Mhm. Mhm. Yeah, cuz I'm sure it's important for them to keep up, you know, a healthy lifestyle as well as, you know, just staying prepared as as we kind of navigate through these times. Okay. Yeah. 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 Yeah, I'm I'm sure that 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 helps out a lot. It does. It does. I mean, you know, like and that's the you know, you want to give them a little bit of normalcy, but you also want to make sure they're protected. Exactly, exactly, exactly. Well, Jasmine, I definitely want to thank you for coming on and sipping a little tea with us tonight. Of course, of course. Thank you for having me. This is an honor. Um, if anyone would uh, like to uh, learn more about icons, can you please share your uh, website information with yes, them? Yes, it's um, www.eyek, as in kangaroo, O's and orange and is the nancy z and in zebra sports edge at dot com <laughs> okay so that's uh www.iconsports.com yeah. okay wonderful wonderful so guys please check them out um you will be just as pleasantly surprised as i am um and just the uh, opportunity to, you know, watch these young ladies in action. It really, really, and I'm definitely going to take you up on meeting them because I would love to do that. Um, but just to see them in action and see all that they do, you would really be surprised. Now, if someone wanted to, uh, if they had, you know, had a daughter or someone that they wanted to actually get involved in the program, how would they do that? Um, they would contact me at Icon Sports, um, the same way you spelled the website, at gmail.com, okay. and just put, you know, um, information for your daughter, and then someone will respond back to you very quickly. 
Now, do you guys have like a social media? Do you have social media pages? Yes, we're on like all that? social media platforms, Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, LinkedIn, and it goes under Icon Sports, E-Y-E, oh. K-O-N-C, okay. Sports. Awesome. Now, what is uh, your long-term vision? Like, what do you see for you guys in the next five years? Um, in the next five years, uh, I plan to have, we. well, we started our first historically black college program at Lincoln University um, two years ago. Um, oh, wow. Yeah, okay. so we want to continue building um, more HBCU programs. Um, that way there's mm-hmm. a pipeline for these girls to go continue college if they want to go the HBCU route. Um, but, you know, we continue growing the game, not only in Philadelphia, but outside of Philadelphia, you know, the Chester, Kansas, those demographics and various other locations. Okay. So those areas in the greater Philadelphia area, like surrounding Yeah, areas. we just started um, our chapter in Orlando. Um, and so due to COVID, it, you know, we couldn't start. But next year, um, Icons Orlando will be up and running. Wow, Orlando Florida. Orlando, Florida. That is fantastic. Oh, wow. Okay, well, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, I asked you about your long-term uh, vision, but I wouldn't be surprised if we could have icons in a few places, uh, you know, beyond Philadelphia and Orlando. That, that you know, I know you have some roots in California yes. as well, so I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if I heard that come up. Yes, fingers crossed, <laughs> fingers crossed. Awesome, awesome. Well, Jazz, again, thank you very much. Uh, if anyone would like to leave a comment, um, you know, about tonight's uh, segment, or if you, you know, you just want to share your thoughts, please be sure to leave a message on the message board here at Sippin' Tea with D on the anchor.fm platform or wherever it is that you get your podcast. Thank you. Icon Sports, Jasmine Smith for joining us. And this is Deirdre Simmons signing off. And guys, remember to always bring your tea. Have a good evening. Thank you.